Sarah and Kim, and today we are doing one of our rapid read discussions, and we are discussing The Deep, which was written by River Solomon, with the assistance of David Diggs, David, David Diggs, my god, David Diggs, William Hudson, and Jonathan Snipes. It was published in 2019 by Sage Press. Uh, for some background information on how this short story developed, in 2017, a This American Life, which is a Chicago public radio program, aired an episode on Afrofuturism, which then also, they commissioned a song from the group Clipping, which has David Diggs in it. And for anyone who's going to David Diggs, why does this sound familiar, but I'm not sure, uh, in the original Broadway for Hamilton, he played Jefferson. Uh, he's also been in a couple of other shows, but he's very musically inclined, does acting, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, they took the inspiration from their song based on the folklore, folklore, <sighs> folklore <laughs> and mythos that was developed by the musical group, and I'm going to say this wrong, I think, Drexel. Uh, Sage Press, after hearing the song that was commissioned for This American Life, uh, wanted to have a short story written for it, and they got approval and found River Solomons to do it. Uh, for reference, River Solomons is a non-binary and intersexed author. They use they, them, or they, fair pronouns. I suspect we'll be using they, them to refer to them, um, mostly because I've not actually had to use they, fair pronouns all that often. Okay. I'm not quite sure. Wait, is it like with an F? F-A-E. Oh, A. Oh, okay. And then F A E R. But okay. like, yeah, I haven't fey, seen that like, one before. As in the Fay is the only way I can reference it. Uh, um, okay. Interesting. I don't know. Let's see here. I can. Oh, here we go. That's what I want. I want the Wikipedia. Do, 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 do. So, so they are considered neo pronouns, the Fay Fair, yeah. um, because they I'm provide options, that. yeah, to reflect. Well, that's the official name for them is neo pronouns, um, and that's some people choose them because they reflect their gender identity more accurately than conventional pronouns. Um, they, ear, or oh, there's a couple of uh, other ones, AM or XE, XM, um, XIR, those ones are all considered neo pronouns. Yeah, I've seen those, I just hadn't seen the Faye ones. I hadn't either. Oh, I'm sorry. I am currently having a cat try to dig her way under blankets, and it's not going well. Okay, so as for the plot for this short story. Uh, the Wajinru rely on the historian to contain and remember their history. They are descended from the pregnant African slave women who were thrown overboard during the crossing. However, Yetu is being consumed by the history and no longer truly living. So she must figure out a balance between what she and her people need. And for anyone who can't figure that out from that little description, we are obviously going to be talking about slavery with this we're going to be talking about uh the african experience and as i always like to disclose in these situations we are three white women so we are going to be talking about it based on how we can understand it we obviously are not experts in 
this at all, but we are exploring it. Okay, I think that is my entire tirade. <laughs> I don't think I missed anything, although I was awkwardly saying some things. So I don't we'll think start. That qualifies as a tirade. Yeah, I was like, I don't. Oh don't well, tirade's then... a good word. I I'm not monologue. Monologue. Oh. My monologue is done. My okay. rambling speech of information has been. You can completed. also say you got off your soapbox. I did get off my soapbox. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Although, is it really a soapbox if you're not like preaching something? I feel like. Well, I, 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 I always sound soapboxy even when of... I'm not soapboxy. <laughs> kind of went along the edges of the soapbox because, you know, she was addressing things that people are stupid about, meaning in the negative. <laughs> Shit. It's going to be a long recording. Oh. Please mm-hmm. understand that Kim is saying everything with the like utmost Jet lag. best intentions. <laughs> but she is she is working on limited sleep. Two hours. Two hours sleep. So she is going to miss word things. Please don't come for her and I will try is to Is that correct. wine? <laughs> yes, this it's is a giant great glass deal of wine. Of wine. <laughs> a pint. It is a pint of wine. It is a pint of wine. I just so like, that might also be a factor. No, yeah, I that's... just started. That's only two swallows. I'm good. Right, right. At the start here, but by the end. <laughs> by the end, it could get worse, yes. Especially yes. since I've um had a bowl of yogurt today. Yogurt. And let's yeah. be clear, she's working on the bowl of yogurt no, right uh, now. Uh, uh, oh, uh, finish the bowl of yogurt. <laughs> to be fair, when she went into her room, she said, I don't know if I'm going to finish the wine or the bowl of yogurt first. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyways. None of this is related to the book. So, Kim, what did you think of the short story? I thought it was cool. Okay. I thought it was, it was, hmm, cool. We'll go with cool. That's as, that's as good as my brain does at this moment. Oh, Joy, I'm so, I'm no, so No, 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 you keep talking and I'll have things to this conversation. Uh, what yeah. about you, Sarah? What do you think? Oh, man, I'm sorry. Um, I feel like I'm also not going to really have much to give you to work off of but I I thought it was interesting you know certainly different but at the end of the day that's kind of the total sum of my feelings I didn't have any strong thoughts or and I'm gonna clarify for listeners Sarah is not a short story reader so if you have never listened to any of our other Rapid Reads episodes and are not familiar with the fact that Sarah usually does not have a lot to say about the short stories, unless she absolutely hated them. It's not her preferred medium. <laughs> so. It just doesn't go into the detail that I want. Exactly. Just, so you know, would you have wanted this longer? That's the thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, Because here's the thing that I didn't realize before I started reading it. I re- realized it maybe like 20% of the way in mm-hmm. because the name River Solomon was like, why does this sound familiar to me? Because I'd read An Unkindness of Ghost and yeah. um, I did not enjoy that book. Uh, it was just nothing, not that it was bad. It just was not for me. I was looking for a space book. It did have space in it, but that was extremely like tangential or whatever to the plot. And it was just a very, for good reason, it was a downer. And so reading this book, it's also, again, for good reason. 
a bit of a downer. Let's um, let's go with it's intense. I don't know that it's necessarily a downer. I think it's intense. It's a, it's, it's a intense. Topic. It's melancholy at times, maybe not the whole time. It's certainly not as like depressing as an unkindness of ghosts. I will say okay. that. But <laughs> if it was okay. as long as not unkindness of ghosts, I feel like it would really touch on those deeper sad points. Have I read this? No. Of ghosts. Okay. No. Like, I've Ugh. not read it. I actually, I lent it to Sarah to read because I she was looking for some books to read at the time and I was a little slow on my reads. She oh, read it. I did, yes. Hmm. Um, She read it and then she came back and was like, this is not at all what I thought it was. It was not enjoyable. Um, And I had so many other things to read that I actually did not read it. And I think I actually donated it to the library when I was trying to make space in my collection because it just wasn't going to be enough time um i have interest in this author uh i keep meaning to read sorrow lands um but as sarah says this is someone who like these aren't easy topics and i think you have to be the right headspace to invest in processing them um, particularly if you're like me and you're a mood reader. If the mood is not there, you're going to be pulling teeth. Are we so, talking about an unkindness of ghosts or are we talking about... The author. This is the author yeah, for the author, both of them. Okay, author, okay. yeah, for the both of them. The author in general. You're trying, Kim. Just keep mm -hmm. smiling and nodding and we'll ask you to say if you they think They can't see me while. smile and nod, I know. <laughs> so that doesn't do much good. Um, so I thought it was a character in the books and so I got really confused. <laughs> And now yeah. I'm I'm no longer confused. Oh, good. But you liked this short story better, Sarah. Yes, I did. So now I'm curious, because this is actually the second book that you and I have read that involved the Black community. Um, what is the word I want to use this? A taking hold of Merv folk mythology and kind of constructing it towards their own experiences um do you did you like this one as much as the other one do you remember the other one the siren song one? Oh, i don't yeah. know the exact title but yeah i, I like that one more you liked that one more but that again one was it, it was adult. a very yeah it was a ya and it was so this is actually i don't my, know <laughs> this is it. my my third one um because I recently read another one, which is very interesting because that one made me think of The Deep. And it's called Skin of the Sea is the other one. You haven't read that one, Sarah, but I've read that one. Mm -hmm. And I honestly felt like Skin of the Sea was like inspired by this short story, The Deep. Um, but I really love this like taking of something, something that's like so worldly known, like mermaids, and applying it to their experience in terms of, at least for what I can say, Black in the American culture. The sense of otherness that it provides, the struggle to, you know, find space for themselves, that kind of weird dichotomy of being, like, mythical and therefore admired, but also, like, people don't want to believe you. They don't want to, you know, see you. They don't want to accept you. Um, and the idea that it's not always as pretty as we like to in the white culture portray mermaids as being you know everyone thinks ariel from the little mermaid and these creatures were not described like that so 
yeah, I found that interesting. I don't know if you guys did. I find the whole um, writing these types of stories fascinating. I like that because, you know, you talked up in, in the beginning about how this, this story actually came about. And they actually, they being everyone that's involved with this kind of project, heavily encourages everyone to write into this, um, we'll say universe, for lack yeah. of a better word. Mythos. They want people, yeah, this mythos, they want people writing stories about it. They want people exploring different ideas and, and um, yeah. Well, and brain I don't, <laughs> don't, I know what you're referencing to. Sarah, did yours have an afterword where it talks about how this was developed? Yes, I didn't read it, but it did, you it was there. It. Okay, so Kim and I both listened to the audiobook. I've read it physically before. I listened to, it to the audiobook this time, and David Diggs does the audiobook. And so that means I listened to the afterword. And the way they refer to it is like a weird game of telephone. So mm. it started out with the first band who was creating music that was mostly sound, not a whole lot of words. I think, in fact, it says there was like 100 words in all of the songs in total. Um then clipping was commissioned to do their song and they decided to take the inspiration from that and they created their structuring based off of those hundred words then when river comes and does it they not only took what had already been developed but they hadn't considered they being clipping hadn't considered what it would be like to be the historian because the historian is essentially the clipping's construction and river turned around and said okay, but let's look at how much that puts on the historian to have to be responsible for this intense knowledge of the suffering of their people. And so David Diggs at the end of the audiobook is like, you know, we hadn't really considered that. And they're like, it, it creates this next level to this that just makes us want to see more and more layers put onto this. It's like the first time I think I've read something where someone has said, Please make the fan fiction. Build it. Mm -hmm. Write it. Construct it. Film it. You know, I want to see where you take this. Um, which I think is really cool. I want to see more of it. Um, so, yeah, that was what was in the, the afterword about all of that in regards to, like, this game of telephone. So. Wow. I agree, Daenerys. <laughs> Tanny had opinions on that. Uh, no, she has opinions on her attempt to make biscuits. Mm -hmm. She's <laughs> was trying to make biscuits on top of the blanket that Leland's sleeping under, and I don't think it was going well. It wasn't as stable as she wanted it to be. Um. So, what do you guys think of Yet Two? That's the historian, yes. Yes. Um. Just, just tragic. So so sad to have to and to know all the time how awful the history was yeah and the the tragedies that they endured and that everyone around them gets to just live their life An oblivious to all of this on occasion yeah and then they have a drive to remember and then they remember and then it's it's oh no no we went out of that because if they don't come out of it then the storm will occur. So it, and I'm sure there's a parallel to this. Obviously we're doing this episode for black history month 
And I couldn't help but think of how we as a culture handle these remembrance months. Um, and particularly because I'm obviously on book talk and it's this month people were like, I don't want to know what you plan on reading for Black History Month because you can say you plan on reading something. Doesn't mean you're actually going to read it. I want to know what you have read. Tell me what you've been reading in the last year. Prove to us that you actually actively seek these things out outside of when it is a fad to discuss it. And I hate saying as a fad to discuss it, but, it, you know, when you are not of that culture, not of that ethnicity, if you're only talking about it once a year, you are know. you really getting out of it what the intention of these yeah. these remembrance months is, which is yeah. to delve into these into these pieces of literature, these pieces of art, and then become appreciative of them enough to then seek it elsewhere outside yeah. of that month. And I'm sure everyone right now is going, yeah, but you're doing this for Black History Month. And I recognize that. I recognize that, you know, I'm calling us out. We actually are in plans to try and diversify more of what we are offering up throughout the year. Um, I would I'm say that, that as far as, as three white women go, we, we read a pretty diverse. Yes. I just, I, I was, I'm going to, I'm going to recognize that anyone listening to this, who's just listening to us be like, oh, how dare you only do it once a month? They're going, really? Really? Because, really? you know, yeah. it's that month. You're doing it. You're doing um, it right now. <laughs> I, I recognize that. Um, but yeah, I couldn't help but think about that as, as Yatu is stuck always living it. And her people only have to do it once a year. And it's, you know, I, I felt like that was calling out to anyone who is stuck expecting to always remember where they come from, what their history is, and they have to then put on a performance for others. You know, the Black community, I'm sure, has it where suddenly everyone's like, oh, will you recommend me your best Black, you know, author to read? I want to I wanna be supportive this month. So can you tell me? Can you share with me? Can you, you know, and it's like, that's asking a lot of someone. Mm -hmm. To make them put on that performance, provide you with that information, because you've decided it is relevant and okay to and, do and it. And which, you know, in, in thinking about all, through all of the books that I've read taking literature courses and that you've read taking literature courses, and I'm not going to name any, um, but which component of your own heritage are you going to hand to people? Are you going yeah. to take the component where you're condemning those people for how they behaved in the past? Are you going to take the component that shows what your history could have been? You know, it, it, it what it could a, be, what it could be. It's that's a, that's a huge responsibility on an in, individual who is, you know, and, and to the benefit of the people who are asking the question, I believe it's coming in earnestness. If they're actually asking that question, yeah. they mean well, um, it's kind of but, that yeah. difference between allyship and performative allyship. Yep, yep. I believe that most people are attempting to do allyship. I do believe on occasion there are people who are doing it performatively. Um, yep. Because they think it's what they're supposed to do, what they're supposed to ask. As opposed to actually saying, should I be asking you this? Or do I need to be doing my own research first? Then if I can't find it, can I ask you? 
you know, or, you know, you could go with the ultimate recommendation, go talk to a librarian because it's their job to know and um, to find and to find the books. That would be a really good resource. If, if that's, if you don't want to be perceived as being offensive by yeah. going up to you, you know, your, your black coworker and saying, Hey, can you uh, recommend a book as they're going? Or your Asian or your Jewish coworker, or you were talking about African American yeah. appreciation right now. I know, That's why I, know. I said that. But I, I wanted to be fair. That's yeah, something but... you should do to any of those groups, right? It, it, but you do have a resource. Yeah, if you're interested, go to a library. Go to your public library, assuming you still have one, and you're not in certain states. Um, or go online. There, a lot yeah. of libraries publish recommended lists yep uh, so. another one that's really great is go to the banned book list i can promise you a lot of the <laughs> yeah. times the banned books are minority groups like most of them oh my are. god what there was one uh, now i can't remember what it's called and it, it literally it's about a jewish woman who makes soup every sunday and I can't remember the name of the soup. And that's what it's like Chi Chi uh -huh. something. Um, and then, and so the whole apartment complex comes together and they eat the soup with her every Sunday. Well, then one Sunday she doesn't make the soup and they all become concerned and they discover she's not been feeling well and they go out of their way to make her feel well. And, and this got put books, on, right? Yes. This yeah, got put it's... on a list to check to see if it needs to be banned because we're going to ban community. That's that. That's the thing we need to be banning is coming together as a community to support each other. Yeah. Anyway, I can't remember where that came from. I don't know, but I'm going to see if I can find the book. That is not even remotely what I asked for. I mean, <laughs> it's is it stone soup? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, I can't think of what it is. And for some reason, my, my Google is deciding to do this based off of things I've recently searched. And I'm prepping the tale of the sparrow for my young readers book club. <laughs> and that's a story about a mouse, a princess, and some soup. So <laughs> instead of giving me banned books about soup, it's giving me the tale of the sparrow. Because it has soup. So um, I think Chick-Chack Shabbat. Yes, that's it. Oh. I bet I butchered the shit out of that, unfortunately. Yeah. But I did my best. Hey, you tried. You tried. Um. But yeah, why that book's been put on the list to be checked? Because in Florida, it's, it's not that books are banned. Oh, Florida. On a list. Yeah, they're put on a list. And then they have I think it's Tennessee group. now, too. There's a that second goes state that's doing says, it. Yes, this book is offensive. It needs to be a banned. No, this book is okay. And they're literally going book by book. And teachers can't have books in their classrooms. Libraries can't have books in their life, you know, at the schools. School they can't libraries. have them. Yeah. School libraries. They can't have them on the shelves until they're approved by this group. And, you know, we won't talk about the group. No. Because, yeah, they're heavily biased. Anyway. But yeah, the point being. If you're looking for books and you want to look at it without having to go to your black friend, black coworker, or any diverse coworker or friend that you have and be like, you tell me what to read, 
take at least five minutes to try and do the research. Reach out to your librarian. See if you can find banned books. Because even if you're not finding something that you want to read, if you can go to your, your coworker, your thing, and be like, you know, I look for books and I'm seeing this, but I don't think it's quite something I would read. I love fantasy. Can you recommend something? I can promise you that's going to go a longer way towards them wanting to tell you information. And I'm saying this as a as a person of the LGBTQ community. I would appreciate being like, yeah, I looked and I saw this, but I don't think it's quite my vibe. And I'd be like, oh, okay, what about this? Is this your vibe? Um, like, if you make effort, it's helpful. Um, but back to the short story that we're supposed to be discussing. <laughs> Um, what did you guys think of Yuri? Remind oh, me who Yuri is. I called her Uri because Uri, of her double yeah. O. I could have I could have sworn it was Yuri, but I could be wrong. It could be Uri. I didn't have an audiobook, so it could be Yuri. It's just when I saw the double O, I read it as Uri. But when I you said Yuri, how... that confused yeah. me. Yeah, I can't remember how that one sound. I was so busy trying to remember the other ones that as I was looking at that name, I was like, crap, I don't remember how that one sounded. Um, that's the woman that was catching fish for her. For you too. Oh. Okay. So what did you guys think of her? I liked her. I liked that she was atypical. Mm -hmm. Um I like that she didn't stick around for the sake of sticking around, even though they clearly were developing a, a very strong bond. Yeah. Um, but she had things that she needed for herself to do and, and wasn't, wasn't willing to give up those things. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I thought about her. She was strong. I also loved the slow, like, slow burn that was going on between the two of them at first it was we're just in each other's presence then it's we only talk about fishing then it was okay can i ask you some questions now i'm gonna bathe in front of you you know it was it was very like even for a short story it felt like such a slow burn of like romantic intentions uh and i liked it i was impressed for given how short the story is how slow it felt like it built what about you, Sarah? Any thoughts? Any feelings? Any emotions? Oh, man, I managed to escape the Yeti one by not saying anything, but <laughs> I guess since y'all didn't go off on a tangent with this character, <laughs> noticed silence. I didn't really have strong feelings about Uri. Um, in some ways, she was readable, I suppose. I like the fact that she was a more misanthropic character um i i i didn't get a sense of a slow burn at all from reading it um <laughs> and he did but i was the opposite i was like there were a couple character interactions um broken up by like i don't know memories or whatever yeah those memory chapters so like yeah. the moment moments where they're could have been more character action between Uri and Yetu. I just felt like that was kind of skipped over. So it just didn't, it felt kind of rushed for me, honestly. Or again, shallow development, but that is kind of what one would I, expect, I suppose, from a short story. I think the first time when I, like, I read it, I felt the same way. 
um, particularly because it does have that choppiness to it, that I was like, okay, but I want to be back there, or we would get the memories and I'd want to be into that. When I read it the second time, though, listening to it, it became more of, like, storytelling, and I was fascinated by it. Sorry, my cat has developed a weird habit of sniffing at my dresser, and she's been weird lately, so. Um, but yeah, the second time, I was able to separate, but I was also I was doing a weird thing where I was only listening to it in about 30-minute increments. And so, like, the chapters were timed each time I was driving and listening to it, that it was usually pretty, like, on topic and broken up. As opposed to, I think, when the first time I read it, I, like, read it almost straight through. And so then it felt hmm. a little bit more choppy, I guess is the best way to say it. So. Does, do you mean that it felt choppy when you're reading it straight through or it felt choppy yeah, when you're reading it, it in increments? I, it felt choppy the first time reading it through in the sense that I had a hard time okay. committing to characters because I intentionally chopped it up when I was listening to it the sections pausing to actually listen just to that section and then moving on to the other one I didn't have that okay but what about this character moment I was listening to that portion mm. then the next time I get in the car and I would return to yet two, it was like okay I'm with yet two right now then I'd get out of the car, I'd come back in for the next day, I'd get that section. You know, it 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 flowed better, is the best way to put it. Slowing it down. While listening at, at two times speed, because, you know, that's how slowing down works. Oh my god, cats. So. Um, what about the comb? What did you guys think of the comb? Oh, what? Oh, the comb. The comb, yeah. I It didn't leave much of an impression to me, to be honest. Oh, man, it did for me. What about you, Kim? Remind me. At the very end, <laughs> when Yetu goes back to Ori, and she Oh, says, that's true. And she's like, is anything left? And Ori says, no, I didn't make it in time. And then yet two says, what about this? Um, and the implication is, is that Yuri thinks that all of her people are gone, that they no longer exist, but they actually now exist in the, I'm going to say it wrong because I can't see it in my head, the Wanjiro people now. Um, that they're descended of them. That So then her culture, her people, her her experience isn't completely and utterly lost. It's just been transformed. Um, I expected it. So, uh, not in a bad way, though. I, I expected it in a um, when slave trade was happening, people were stolen from everywhere. And, um, and so I expected that there were descendants and it would be fuck words um poetic okay to know that they survived by whatever means they could so i guess i'm yeah i'm fading fast i know you guys are <laughs> you guys are making this one easy <laughs> but anyway no i i thought it was a 
I thought it was a nice. <laughs> I just looked at my snake tank and, and all I see is Crowley looking at me and his tongue going. Bleh, 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 and I'm like, oh, did you just realize I was home? Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, I thought it was a nice little like bow on a on a on the package to kind of have it tie up and and um make it uh a bit more hopeful yeah okay um trying to think of what else yeah i actually forgot all about that (laughs) when you said the comb i just thought about like the comb that she got as a gift um which obviously is the comb but i forgot (laughs) that it came back on okay um so yes in that regard the comb was a neat little you know it's my favorite part of the entire story it, it, yeah i don't know why it just is again i think it it plays into kind of the slow burn of their romance friendship however you want to put it um the idea that not everything is always lost um you know all of that what are you doing kim because it is very distracting she's watching crowley i'm watching crowley <laughs> sorry I don't know what to do with you guys. Hey, I I'm haven't here. seen him in four weeks. Yes, but you have so much to say, Sarah. Like, I can't shut you up. <laughs> I told you before starting, I didn't know what I was even going to have to say. I know, that's why I said I don't know what to do with you guys. Because Kim is in La La Land from the wine the and places. the lack of sleep. I don't have wine. that option, Sarah. That would require me to have friends. What did you say? Replace you. I missed that. She said, oh, replace, you replace us. Me? Us, oh, meaning you us? and Sarah. And I said, that's not really an option. It would require me to have friends. You have friends? Not a lot of them. No. So, I don't Anyway. Know. Yeah. <laughs> you just use your siblings or your nephew. I'm sure that would work. <laughs> So We've tried the sibling thing. Use them. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know where else to guide you guys on talking about the story. Um, I think we've talked about it really well. It's it, it's a short no, story. There is There I are know. only so many details we can go into on this. I was about to say, so, so I think it's time to head into the ratings because I don't know okay. where else to guide you guys. <laughs> okay. So... The first one is, it's not easy for reading. Um, Not emotional reaction, it's excitement. How exciting. Okay. Thank you, Sarah, because I always forget those, particularly because we don't use them every week now. Kim, how exciting did you find this book? I'd give it a four. Yeah. Just four? Straight four? Straight four. Okay. Sarah? I would give it a 3.5. Okay. I would give it... I'd say a four. It's, it's kind of weird. It's not, an, it's not an exciting read. I would call the word more anticipatory. I was, yeah. I was wanting to know what was coming next. Yeah. Um, 
I was just interested enough that I would like, I was fine with continuing to read. There wasn't like a moment where I was like, I hate this or this is boring. But I also wasn't invested enough to the point that like, if I set the book down, I would just forget and then not even think about coming back to it. So, you know. So a nice solid neutrality there. Yeah, on, on, on kind of, you know, a little like, bit more enjoying. than neutral. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so then ease of reading, Sarah. Five is easy. Okay. Kim? Five. Um, I listened to it, I didn't read it. Um, I did listen to it, like, on two and a half time. Um, uh, which if sometimes you did cloud I... library, you could only do it up to two. Okay, or two then. Um, no, I did Cloud Library. Okay. Um, but sometimes it's hard to stay because I, no, I wasn't reading it at the same time. It's start, hard to stay focused on it when I'm listening to it. Um, and this one, I had no problem staying focused on it. So yeah, that would translate to ease of reading for me. It was easy to listen okay. to. So I, like when I read it the first time, I would probably put it at like a 3.5 heading to a four. Um when I was visually reading it, I feel like some things got lost in translation, like the sounds of the words, the musical elements that clearly inspired this. Um, and even the choppiness kind of made it a little less easy to read. However, listening to this, this was definitely a, like, a verbally minded story. Um, it's the only way I can describe it. And so listening to it was actually probably a 4.5 to a 5 for me so it actually i feel like improved by listening to it oddly enough um and then emotional reaction kim hmm probably a four okay maybe four and a half okay there i'm not gonna expand i don't i don't know how to like explain why it's not a five I don't really know. I don't. I feel like I didn't really have a ton of an emotional reaction, although there mm -hmm. were parts that were saddening. Um, I I would probably say like three point five, okay. maybe question four, but not quite there. Three point okay. seven five, three point eight nine. Yeah. 8, 9. I like okay. I would probably give this. Huh, let me think here. I think it's a five star for me on emotional reaction. And the only reason why I can say that is because I have since read otherly, otherly, early, otherly, other, other stories themed like this. And I couldn't help but compare them to this story and the reactions this story elicited from me. And and I felt like every time I was listening or, you know, reading the characters and learning about them, I could sympathize with how difficult a situation everything was. You know, I, I could just like... Right... How do I word this? I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Okay. Simply put, I read parts of it and I like how they're, you know, the fucking white people do this. 
how dare they throw these women over the ships and they just managed to to the ocean accepted them the need to basically essentially experience another world in order to survive their their offspring to survive um they might as well have just been like shooting them off to another planet which sounds really weird now that that just came out of my mouth um but like there were emotional reactions it i think it achieved in me the emotions it's supposed to achieve so yeah Okay. I think the return to the ocean is is a um, good um, way to express this story. It's it's taking it further back than saying like if you were to compare. And this is this is a lame comparison, but if you were to like compare to Wakanda being a hidden. origin in 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 africa this takes it further back it takes it back to the origins of people because you're going it's, it's, it's returning to the ocean you the look on your face is making this really irritating um, sorry sorry i i'm laughing because when i was looking at the wiki in order to make sure i had in all of these stuff included um one person compared it to wakanda meets atlantis <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm over I here was making going this. further back. <laughs> I was going further back in my my comparison because they changed. Yeah. I was going more primordial. They got into the ocean and they yeah. changed. And and even um say her name, Uru. Yeah. Uri. Uri. When she re-entered the ocean, she, she also changed. changed. And yeah, so it it. I liked that aspect. It, it took it way past anything to tie it to a modern history. Modern she really changed, though. Not it, the same way that everyone else to, did. She was able she to breathe in the ocean. Breathe in the, in the ocean. Because yet you gave her the memory of how to breathe the water. Right. Primordial, whether it's your, your yeah. mother's soup or just saying the ocean didn't magically go hey girl no no yeah it was it was was, but yeah and that's not what i'm saying it's but i think you use the right right word primordial primordial that's your word Um, that's not sarah's word no sarah said primordial didn't you i did yeah she did did? okay i thought i only heard him say it over and over again But I like that, that it was primordial. It takes us back to the origins rather than, um, you know, more modern history. Sorry. I lost it again. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing okay, though. Yeah. All things considered. Better better than I have in the past. So. No, it's no, and I can't remember what episode that was, but it's, it's no whatever that one episode was where you were like, oh, God. Do they know what book it was? I don't no, know. I can't remember. It was one that she was like... It was a prayer for the crown No. No. It was one of the full length That one you just slept through the book. Yeah. I slept through the book on that one. <laughs> no, there's an episode where she, like... I think I had just gotten back from my... Around the world. So I had yeah. just gotten back from Denmark. 
and she didn't mm. even bother finish listening to the episode because Kim usually listens to the episodes after oh, they post. Oh my god! I was, and she's like, I, I can't so listen to myself. myself. She's like, I can't listen to myself. Um, you're not quite to that level yet. I'm sure you no. won't want to listen to this episode knowing you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how you guys do it at all. I don't. I haven't been able to in the last couple of times just because I am so fucking busy these days. So yeah, <laughs> but. I, I always find it amusing because I then remember parts of the conversation that I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. <laughs> we did say that. Damn. That was said. But yeah, okay, so that was my then you can be like, oh, yes, Sarah did say primordial. <laughs> I will. Thank I you. will be like, Thank oh, you. yeah, you know, she did say primordial. Um, and then you'll edit it out so that everyone will just think that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I try not to. I try not to make myself sound better than I actually am. <laughs> okay so that was my emotional reaction it was a five um i think about this book i still think about this book and obviously because i recommended it um it's one that i recall regularly it elicited emotional reaction it made me think about how i treat others how others have been treated that sense of identity loss of identity you know all of it it elicits all those emotional thoughts reactions perspectives um so, Kim, overall rating? Four and a half. Okay. Sarah? Three and a half. Okay. I I initially, reading it, gave it a four star, but I bumped it up to a five star. Rereading it, I, I just enjoyed it even more. So, five stars for me. Um, Any other thoughts from you guys? No thoughts. None. None. All thoughts are gone. I will say, you know, for anyone who is like, yeah, okay, but you guys really haven't done a lot of Black-oriented books. We do have more coming up soon. Um, so we, we will be we will be including more throughout the year as opposed to just doing it this month. And this is the first time we've, like, done something for this month. We, we try and not always do every month and it's awareness um yeah i on that note Caught our intro disease. and outro <laughs> our intro and outro music is by grant newman is called battle of the nile from epidemic sound don't forget to like rate and subscribe to book pile banter on spotify amazon music itunes or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.